So, we met online. This is a podcast about love, sex, and everything in between, the world of online dating. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Erica. Welcome to So We Met Online. If you would like to learn more about the show, visit us online at sowemetonline.com and join us throughout social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at So We Met Online. So, we met at jury duty. Jury duty? Have I, you ever been called for jury duty? <laughs> I, I don't, I don't want to say yes or no, because then I fear that I might be called. Because they're listening. <laughs> but no, I have never been called to jury duty. I guess I should say that I have, and then I had to call in, and I called in for like four days straight, and I never actually got selected. So I guess technically I got called but I never actually went into jury duty. Well, in D.C., there are so few actual residents that every two years, like clockwork, you get summoned for jury duty. And this was 12 years ago. At the time, I was working at Fannie Mae, and I got called for jury duty. I mean, now, if I get called, I try to get out of it because if I can't work, I mean, that's my livelihood. But then my job wasn't my cup of tea, so I was like, pick me. So they did pick me and I ended up, I mean, this is not part of a dating story, but it's interesting. Nonetheless, I was on a six week murder trial. Wow. Wow. Indeed. It was fascinating. There were guns, there were drugs, there were drug dealer nicknames. I remember telling my friends after the trial, some of these drug dealer nicknames, there was like strawberry and O and tableau. (laughs) And I remember once we all wore blue because six weeks is a long time. We had to have a little fun with it. And then they didn't take us seriously. So we were not allowed to dress up again. Uh, anyway, in that sixth week, we knew that it was almost over. It was going to be time for deliberations. And it was pretty cut and dry in terms of the verdict. Although I remember we had to vote on 16 different counts of things. Arson, first degree, second degree, all this stuff. I I learned a lot. On the last day, I walked out of the jury room, which is just the room to sort of sit and, you know, have your deliberations. I walked out of a jury room and walking out of the jury room across the hall, you know, like at a wedding where maybe the groomsmen and the bridal party, they come out and they meet in the middle. It almost felt like that. Like we walked out at the same time of different sides and just met in the middle. And I don't know if you've ever had this or if I've had it like this since, but it was just an instant attraction, instant connection. With? Uh, Oh, (laughs) (laughs) with with a serial killer. Oh. (laughs) With, sorry, with someone in another jury. So it was my last day at jury duty and it was his first. And I looked at him and we said, hello. And he said, hello. And I said, do you want to come with me to the $4 machine? The $4 machine is the machine that gives you your $4 for coming to jury duty that day. So he goes, oh, I didn't even know about the $4 machine. This is my first day. And I'm like, oh, it's my sixth week. (laughs) Old hat, follow me. So we start chit-chatting as we walk to the $4 machine. I wonder if inflation, it's probably like four and a quarter now. (laughs) Anyway, we start talking and I don't know, we just hit it off. It was 4 p.m. because at jury duty, you often get out 
before five. And I was meeting a friend at six for dinner near jury duty. And so I did have a couple hours to kill in the middle. And he said, do you want to get a drink? Like Hmm. now? Hmm. And it just so happened that I had time. So I said, yeah, I do. And so we went and I remember walking down the sidewalk with him thinking, this is amazing. (laughs) We go and have a drink and the conversation is great and we're attracted to each other. It just shows you, I still remember, I could picture him and he had this little bald spot, which if you like someone, it's the cutest thing. And if you don't, it's the most terrible thing. I was like, what a cute little bald spot because I liked him. We had a great, great time. It was a Thursday, I think. And he said, I'll call you this weekend. Okay, Mm -hmm. great. He called the weekend, as he said. And I'm like, man, this is potential here. Uh We get along. He does what he says, whatever, low bar. So he says to me on the phone, he asks me out again for the following Thursday. And I am really excited about this. And he picks a wine bar I really like. And then he says... Just so you know, I'm not looking for a relationship, okay? Mm-hmm. I said, oh, um, okay, that's disappointing, but <laughs> all right. And he continues, because I'm sort of in one. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep. So at that point, what do you do? Yeah, you don't do anything. You smile. What was the point? Yeah. And so... The next part, I can't say makes me sound great, but I had never had a connection like this before. And I still agreed to meet him one more time, knowing what he told me. And judge if you will, but I know why I made that decision. I think connections like that are so rare. And no, I did not like what he told me. And I didn't like that he misled me. And I didn't like that he asked me out, (laughs) given that he had a girlfriend, but something in me had to go. And I went and he mentioned that he was moving for a job. This is all new information. Yeah. And I said, I got to ask, are you moving with the girlfriend? (laughs) The answer was yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. So that was the last time we saw each other. And I was really disappointed. Obviously, there was a huge connection there and. Even though it was a disappointing outcome, I still had a great time that night. You know, maybe we texted for a few days and then that was that. I really didn't like how it ended. And I say it ended like it's two dates, but I didn't like how it went down. Right. Anyway, then I had a trip I had to go on for business school. I actually went to India. And yeah. And then I had never been to Europe before. So I met my mom in Paris, which was lovely, except that I was sick from India with the deli belly. (laughs) So I remember I was checking my email while I was in Paris and I get a Facebook request from him. Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is weird. You know, I thought that was done. I was trying to forget him on my trip because I was disappointed. Sure. I didn't know what to do. And I think I told my mom about it and she was like, what's going on here? And I was reluctant to accept because I thought the last thing I need is to see all the pictures with the girlfriend. Yeah. Before accepting, I write a note. Like, I guess you can write a note with your acceptance. I don't remember, but it was probably a little different in 2008 than it is now. But I wrote a note with my acceptance of his friendship that just said, I was not happy with how things went. You know, I really felt a connection to you and 
It didn't sit right with the whole thing. Sure. I accept the friendship and I see that he broke up with the girlfriend. And I'm like, this is fascinating. <laughs> Almost as fascinating as your trial. Not nearly as oh, fascinating. Oh. You know, I could tell a whole podcast episode on the trial itself, and that <laughs> would probably be a better story than this. <laughs> I mean, I got to tell you, there was this intrigue, mystery, crying. Oh, the best part was there were 47 witnesses wow. and his ex-girlfriend. The, so the guy who who shot somebody, his ex-girlfriend was on the stand for like three days and she kept using the word conversate, which just made me snicker, but I couldn't snicker because I'm in the jury box. And so it was just, I mean, just the whole thing. I mean, there were, there were witnesses, there were police, there were detectives. Oh, there was a specialist on bullets and a specialist on everything and blood spatter. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sort of bored with my own story. The last (laughs) day of jury duty, I actually gave everyone this top 10 list that I made of all of the funny lines that had come up during jury duty. (laughs) And one of them was, it was a public defender, I think. The defending attorney said once, I guess on the defendant's birthday, he had relations with his girlfriend before all of this crime went down. And the attorney was like, Sue, after you got your birthday gift. <laughs> and the judge had to be like, sir, keep it on topic. Uh-huh. And so funny enough, I know this is, I'm going off on a million tangents. That's funny okay. enough, I'm taking the Metro on the way home after the entire trial is done. And I run into that lawyer. He starts talking to me and I'm like, we can't talk. And he's like, now we can because the trial is over. Because I actually got reprimanded during the trial because that oh. same lawyer had to go to the hospital one day and jury duty was canceled that day. Uh-huh. And I went up to him in the cafeteria when he came back and I said, I hope you're okay. Mm-hmm. Well, he had to report that to the judge and the judge had to reprimand me for oh. asking if he was okay. Jeez. Anyway, he asked me what I thought, blah, blah. And I said, and you weren't funny when you talked about the birthday gift. <laughs> okay. Uh. Anyway, so I got back from my trip and he had already moved at that point, but I guess without his girlfriend. And he told me he was coming back to D.C. for something. Now I'm excited, okay, because I'm seeing him supposedly unencumbered. You ever have one of those nights where you somehow know that you're never going to see this person again? Yeah, yeah, totally. So you just kind of like let go and just have as much fun as you can. Yep. And to this day, it was one of fully knowing This was going to be it. I mean, this guy's a liar. (laughs) Fully knowing that, but also knowing how attracted and how into him I was. It was one of the best nights. It was like one night, oh, fun. And then poof, never saw him again. What else would you have expected? That's what I expected. That doesn't mean, though, that I wasn't disappointed when I heard that he had come back to D.C. and didn't tell me. And interestingly enough, this is actually kind of funny. I forgot this part till just now. I don't know how long after that, but I dated someone seriously after that for several years. And within the first year of that relationship, I was planning a surprise birthday party for the person I was seeing at the time. And I went to the restaurant the day of the party to confirm everything was set up and, you know, all the stuff was in place. And there's the guy. There's jury Mm. duty guy Mm. at a bachelor party at lunch in the middle of the day with all these guys. And I couldn't believe it. I mean, he, he didn't even live there anymore. Hmm. And I still remember what I was wearing because it was it's like, it's vivid to me. I was wearing these hot pink 
gym yoga pants, whatever they called them then. It was before athleisure, gym pants. And I was sweaty. I had just worked out. And I remember seeing him and I said, oh, I'm so sweaty. And he goes, you're glistening. And I thought, screw you. Uh, (laughs) That was actually the closure I needed, believe it or not. I didn't get it for a while after, but at the time I was so happy in the relationship I was in that I thought, you don't hold a candle. It was actually really nice to have that closure. Yeah. I know there were a lot of things there. I went on a million tangents. <laughs> Probably not my best storytelling, but. No, that all makes sense. So many things to talk about on that. We can talk about how he asked me out fully knowing he had a girlfriend Perhaps at that point he knew he was going to break up with her, but mm-hmm. he still had a girlfriend. Yeah. He asked me out on a second date knowing he had a girlfriend. So many things. After the break, I want to talk about a few things. One, have you ever had a situation where you just instantly connect with someone? Two, and I know we've talked about this before, have you ever gone out with someone who had a significant other that you did not know about? And lastly, Have you ever dated someone and you knew it wouldn't last, but you threw yourself in and enjoyed yourself anyway? We'll be back. This week's episode is sponsored by Complete Start, the makers of delicious plant-based instant breakfast shakes. Now you have more time in the morning to sleep, get ready, walk the dog. You don't have to sacrifice your health convenient. Complete Start mixes instantly in your favorite milk or water so you can take it on the go. Comes in three flavors, super greens with a hint of vanilla, rich mocha, and peanut butter banana. I'm personally a fan of the rich mocha that are really good and really good for you. Go to completestart.com and use the code SWMO for So We Met Online for 10% off your first order. So, Chris, I don't believe in love at first sight, but Mm -hmm. I do believe in attraction at first sight or connection at first sight. And in this case, it was one of the few instances where we both knew there was a spark totally based on nothing, based on something, based on attraction. But it was mutual and instantaneous. I had never experienced that before. Okay, so let's define that. Let's define what is a spark. You know, in my experience, as we've talked about in terms of love at first sight or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever you want to call it, there's often times when you meet somebody and there's very strong chemistry. And you can argue that that chemistry can only happen if it's both ways. But I can also argue that chemistry can be perceived on one side. To your point, Maybe the other side helps to enable that in certain ways. But I've definitely seen situations where the spark or the chemistry or whatever you want to call it is one-sided. I've also seen it where that perception is even so strong that it turns into more than just chemistry. I guess what I'm trying to say is uh, I think there's a difference between lust, like when you are like that person and more or less a lustful way versus I can really get along with this person. After a conversation, we just seem to jive. We, there's a lot of different levels in here. And I just wanted to start by saying it's not always mutual, right? Yes. And I would also like to add to that, 
it's not always necessary because True. while it was there in this case, I have so many clients who go on first dates and say, well, we didn't have a spark. So I'm obviously not going to see this person <laughs> right. again. Exactly. But, well, did you get along? Did you have a nice conversation? Do you see yourselves having, you know, similar senses of humor? Did you feel good about yourself on the date? Yeah. Did the person ask you questions? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't think a spark like that is necessary. And in fact, kind of like in my story, actually exactly like in my story, sometimes when you have a spark that's so strong, you have clouded vision right. and you don't see the whole person. I clearly had clouded vision right. in this story. Exactly. I mean, Erica today would not be entertaining someone who is in a relationship. That's just ridiculous. Right. But because I felt that spark like I had never felt before, I had rose-colored glasses on. I yes. had to do something about it. Exactly. And I actually think, yeah, you need chemistry of some kind, but it doesn't have to be this, oh my God, I can't wait to take your clothes off type chemistry. It just has to be, do I like you as a person chemistry? Sure. But I also think that that other person can enable those feelings inside of you even more, right? And I think this gets more to your story. I shared a story for myself a few weeks ago, I think, where we went out, we spent four or five hours together. I thought that the entire day was going wonderfully. Mm -hmm. At the end of the date, you know, I gave her a kiss goodbye. Then got home, sent her a message, said I had a good time, would love to see you again. So she said she just wasn't interested. And it can happen the other way around. To your point of one person might help enable another person's chemistry, I've certainly been on dates where I didn't think the person liked me. I wasn't getting any positive feedback. I didn't get yeah. any compliments. Yeah. And so I'm not terribly into someone who doesn't seem to be into me. And I always find it funny if the person does ask you out again after that, you're like, really? <laughs> right. You liked me? Yeah. You didn't, yeah. you didn't like mention that. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. It's like, well, where did that just come from? Right. But people express things differently too. Right. You touched on something also when you were sharing about feeling as if he misled you. I do think he did, but I have a question. At what point in time do we feel it's misleading? If you're just starting to get to know somebody and the interpretation can go both ways. Like when you say, hey, let's go get a drink. This is what I'm saying as far as that enablement where we could argue, should he have asked you on a drink? Yes or no, if, if he was in a relationship. He could have been just being friendly, right? He, he could have just said, hey, you know, we're both jurors. Hey, let's, let's go grab a drink. But because of your, whatever, we'll call it infatuation with him, you read that as, oh, he's interested in me. And of course, you didn't have the full picture. You didn't know the full story. But then as you started to unravel that story, it became more clear that, and, and the questions came out like, well, why did you ask me to go get a drink? But again, maybe the intentions weren't necessarily negative there. Maybe they were purely innocent. So no, mm -mm. no, I, I'm, it was a date. The infatuation how was do mutual. You, how do you, Okay. So we've had this conversation before. Because we kissed. Okay, when? Before or after he told you? I think before. Okay. I'm then, pretty sure we may have kissed on that first date. I don't remember. Okay, so then that would be the problem. And I'll admit that I'm in the wrong on this one. We definitely kissed on the second date. Yeah, after you knew. 
Right. And after you knew, that's a whole nother conversation. Okay. <laughs> and I know, I know in my sharing this, I can look back and say, yeah, I wish I had had the wherewithal to say, you know what? Absolutely not. I'm not messing with this. Right. But I didn't. I was infatuated. And I was also, I can't blame it on age. I mean, I was 12 years younger, but I was an adult. I knew what I was doing. Oh, sure. I was sort of being selfish there. Sure. We all are, right? We, we're all capable of making the decisions that we want to make. And we can't say at any time, oh, well, you know, somebody made me make that decision. You made the decision, right? We all have agency. Heck, thousands of people are in the similar situation where they're making those decisions on a regular basis. We don't have to get into that particular conversation, but I do think it's interesting in terms of, again, at what point should somebody be honest. Now, when we talk (laughs) about about at the beginning, (laughs) like if he had said to me initially, I would love to go get a drink with you. Just FYI, I'm in a relationship. Then I could have made a decision based on that information. Sure. Yes. Okay. So let's only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I, I hear you. So, but let's start with just that right there. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. You can take any type of scenario. Somebody comes up to you and asks you out. Mm -hmm. Your first instinct is they're available. Right. Well, because I'm me and I would always rather ask if I'm not sure, which is always my best piece of advice. If you're not sure, ask. I have certainly asked people, is this a date? Because I want to know what the expectations are going in. And then I can make a decision as to whether I want it to be a date or not. Right. Okay. so with that being said, (laughs) did you ask him, is this a date? But that's something you've learned after the fact, right? That's something you've learned in the last 12 years. Yes, but I've learned that if I'm unsure, I would ask that. But in this case, I was sure. It was very obvious. And I realize in saying that to you, you can say, well, was it? It was obvious. It was a date. There was mutual interest. There was no question about it. Okay, so let me me just better (laughs) understand this situation. You're at a courtroom. You're in front of a vending machine. He says, can we go get a drink? And you automatically believe that meant a date. It was a date. Trust me. Okay. I'll trust you. Okay. Let me ask you. You meet a girl you find, well, presumably found me attractive. You ask her out. It's a date. You're interested. Come on. That'd be ridiculous. I hear what you're saying. I do. I, I And the way things progressed, it was clearly Okay, a date. hold on. I think we've had this same conversation before. <laughs> Let's change the environment. Let's say that okay. you're at an office event. Let's say you're mm-hmm. in at an office event and I think you've been there before. Right? In in that conversation we've had about this. So so you're in an, a work environment and somebody comes up and says, "Hey, would you like to go grab a drink?" Do you yes, think it's, I a date, it's a date or do you think it's just a work networking function? A date. Ask me for coffee or a work networking lunch if you really want. Okay, but, but see, there you go. You've touched on something. Is it automatic that if you're asking for a drink, it's a date, but if you're asking no. for coffee, it's something else? No, right? it's not automatic. It, Some people it, don't drink. <laughs> Is it automatic that just because I ask you out in a certain way that it's definitely a date? Why can't people just say, I would like to network with you. I would like to go on a date with you. Wouldn't that make life so much easier? Yes. I've asked on a date before, is this a date? 
I remember once somebody from yeah. WeWork asked me out for a drink, but interestingly enough, I had also hired his company to help me with a website thing. And so I didn't know if this was networking or a date, but it was a drink, not during work hours. So we're sitting there and I said, was your intention for this to be a date? And then I think he was afraid I was going to say like, cause I don't want it to be, but I actually, I found him attractive. <laughs> he was like, well, I thought so. I said, okay, good. I don't know that we've, again, we've had this conversation. Uh, we've Why had another, to diminish my date? I'm not, I'm not because <laughs> I'm simply trying to express that there is an element of this. If we go back to at what point in time does it become deception? We could argue, and to your point, he could have said right up front, I'm in a relationship with somebody, but hey, would you like to go grab a drink for talk about our <laughs> jury services, right? And be very specific right. about it. Yes. Um, on the other side, maybe he was just being nice and said, hey, would you like to go get a drink? And then as you're drinking, he shares more insights, right? Like he very well could have been clueless until he picked up on this concept or picked up on some of his spidey senses that you were interested in him. And then he was like, oh, wait a second. I did, This isn't going the way I thought it was. Chris, I need to be more <laughs> honest with her. Absolutely uh, not. Okay. No, Chris, come on. Think about this for a second. Guy meets girl in hallway. Guy attracted to girl. Girl attracted to guy. Girl and guy are $8 richer. <laughs> <laughs> Guy says, I'd love to grab a drink with you or whatever the language was. Guy and girl go. Their knees touch. They kiss at one point. This is mutual. This is not, oh my God, she likes me. Why would she like me? Oh, I did ask her out for a drink. Absolutely not. I think he knew exactly what he was doing and he didn't tell me he was in a relationship because he did not want me to know. And then I think he got home and felt guilty and his guilt led him to call me and not tell me at first ask me out for the following thursday at first i say yes obviously i can backtrack on that if i want and then says well i'm not looking for anything his guilt got the better of him he still wanted to go on a date but he wanted to absolve himself of the guilt so he told me the situation Look, I... Why are you making it sound like I'm some oh, creepy stalker? No, I was going to say, I actually 100% agree with you that that's probably what happened. Uh, and I say that because the same exact thing basically happened to me, and I've shared that before, not at the jury box, but definitely <laughs> the exact same thing has happened. Uh, so I absolutely firmly believe that that's probably exactly what happened. I'm simply offering another perspective, and that other perspective is not necessarily what actually happened, but it's definitely conversation for entertainment to our listeners. Well, I certainly appreciate other perspectives. And to be honest, if this were not my own story and I were not in the situation, I might agree with your other perspective. But having been there myself and giving myself enough credit to be able to read people and read situations, that's the only reason I can't agree with that perspective. Sure. I was there. Sure. Totally agree. So we convicted the guy <laughs> on every count except conspiracy because, okay, this is crazy, but his girlfriend or ex-girlfriend, she said on the stand that she knew the killing was going to happen, that they conspired. But I found out, we all found out that 
by her saying she conspired, she actually got a lesser sentence than if she said she didn't know and then helped him cover it up. So she took that bargain or whatever you would call it in legalese. And so I was the one who convinced the rest of the jury that he shouldn't be guilty of conspiracy because I didn't think she knew, but he was guilty of everything else. Yeah. And I will say that the guy you dated is guilty of conspiracy (laughs) to commit a crime against you and lie about his relationship. And to commit a crime against her (laughs) and cheat on her. Yes. On that note, I better check my mail to see if I got a summons. I feel like I just summoned a summons. There you go. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for listening.